0: You're listening to Moms Out Loud. You're tired? Tell me how you're tired. <laughs> <laughs> what Maybe we should right?
1: fill people in.
0: <laughs> Look at this baby. Do a spit. <laughs> <laughs> how do <we> you <just laughs> do a spit? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel the weight the offer. <laughs> but it's fine, it's fine. Welcome back to Moms Out Loud. I'm Alexa. And I'm Rachel. And today, I'm really excited about the topic for today. Uh, Today, we are going to be talking about the ebbs and flows of motherhood, but the reason I'm so excited to talk about this topic is because it was inspired by our huge announcement that we have today.
0: Yeah, so our big announcement for today is we wrote a book. Yeah, we wrote a book. (laughs) It's not a long book. It's like a small, easily digestible book. It is called Hello Motherhood. And this was Alexa's idea. She actually, I think you had this idea for a long time, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. But I never finished any of my projects by myself.
0: <laughs> Alexa has good ideas. And then we try to finish them, which is hard yes. because I'm not really a finisher. But anyways, we finished this. Okay. It's called yeah. Hello Motherhood. It is aimed at new mothers. And it's basically like our gift to new moms and it's it's short it's just really sweet we kind of go over things that we think new moms need to know encourage them and just kind of give them like a little bit of things to prepare themselves with and it's it's really it's kind of short and sweet and we kind of thought that it'd be something that if you already have kids you could gift to new moms because it's an oh it's an ebook. I didn't say that. I should say that. It's yeah. an ebook, not like a handheld book. So it's really easy to just kind of like purchase and like send over to your friend virtually, something to kind of encourage them, give them a few laughs and hopefully just like bring a smile to their face, but also um, inform them on some things that they may not know as a new mom. So it's coming out today. The day this episode goes live, it'll be out. And uh, we are just so excited. So we hope that you guys get it and enjoy it or gift it that will be especially sweet to be able to gift it to new moms because i know we look forward to doing that ourselves we'll post a little bit more about what's in the book like what the chapters are called and just give you kind of more of an insight to what it is and you'll be able to find that on our you know instagram the links to that and whatnot but i think we'll also send out probably an email link right do you yeah. think Alexa yeah, an email will. blast? So if you're not signed up to our email list yet, and you want to be, you can do that. <laughs> Where do we do yeah. that
1: at? Yeah. So I mean, right now. Oh man, we have a link
0: in our Instagram bio yeah, to sign do. up to our email list, and it's. Super simple. You literally put in your email address and I think your name and then you'll be able to get all of our new announcements right when they come out, even before podcasts come out, potentially straight to your email box. So you'll have first access to all of our stuff. And um, yeah, so I just
1: wanted to give like the actual link because if you guys aren't on Instagram, I wanted to I wanted to give the actual link if that's OK. Yeah, please. Because there is an actual link that you can go to to sign up. Uh, just online. So let me see what that is. So, okay. So this, the link is, I mean, it's long, <laughs> but if you guys want to follow, um, it's m-a-i-l-c-h-i dot m-p forward slash six six db nine zero two b eight b nine three forward slash welcome hyphen two hyphen, M-O-L, hyphen, email, hyphen, list. I know that's super long. That is But if you guys aren't on Instagram, (laughs) if you guys aren't on Instagram, and it should take you to our MailChimp email
0: list. And I just want to say, if you listen to that and you're like, that's insane, I have no paper, and I'm not going to remember that, you can also (laughs) just email us at momsoutloudpodcast at Gmail and just let us know, like, I want to join the email list, and we'll put you on it so yeah you can do that that yeah if you don't have instagram or social media at all just email us we'll add you to it yeah and yeah simple simple so anyways we're super excited like we said we'll have more information about it on instagram and if you also like if you don't have instagram and you want the link to the book you can also email us and we'll send that over to you yeah so that's that yeah yeah that works great Okay, well, that's our announcement, and we hope you guys are so excited, just like we are, but let's get into today's episode, cool? Yeah. Okay, so like Alexis said, today's called The Ebbs and Flows of Motherhood.
1: So this was just inspired a little bit by the fact that when we wrote the book, it w- the book itself is to get a little bit more candid and then to also encourage, you know, new new moms. And so when we were talking yesterday about, okay, what do we want to record based off of, you know, what we offer in the book, this one really stuck out because we were in the middle of, I think, like, well, I was in the middle of in our phone conversation, like home chaos. So I was like, you know what? Let's talk about this, the ebbs and flows, because this is just kind of our everyday life the these things it's the highs and lows you know and yesterday I was kind of like oh I'm so frustrated Rachel I'm I'm in a low right now with one of my kids and I don't know what to do sometimes you know and um, we talk about this a little bit in our book and um, so we just wanted to highlight this so let's talk about learning the ebbs and flows of being a new mom and what does that entail? So when we're new, it's like a whole new world. It's a whole new world being a mom and what you need to learn to provide for this new baby that you're constantly taking care of.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I know for me, I, I'm the oldest of five girls and I I am like years older than my sisters. So, like the youngest and I are 14 years apart. And the oldest and I are 8 years apart. So there it's pretty it's a pretty big jump between all of us, well between me and all of them. And so I definitely felt growing up like I helped Raised them like I was living babysitter, and I helped you know change diapers, get them dressed, bathe them, brush their teeth, put them to bed. You know even some like you know timeout stuff like that. Like it took them places. I, I really felt like I I helped take care of them a lot. And so when I was pregnant with my first, I was like this is going to be a piece of cake because I already know how to be a mom because I did a lot of the stuff that people sometimes they get pregnant and they never even change a diaper you know so I was like yeah. well I'm gonna be I'm gonna be great I know what I'm doing easy peasy I'm, I'm good with kids and then I had my son and my world was turned <laughs> upside down because it was a thousand times harder and so much different than what I had expected and There's just, like, the initial ebbs and flows of figuring out what motherhood even looks like, what it actually entails. Like, basically, it seemed to me as if, okay, your life as Rachel ended or paused because now you're mom. And I'm not saying, like, forever, okay, but I'm just saying, like, when you have your first newborn and you're learning, like, the reins of this whole new, like, life... It really does kind of shake your world because you spent however long worrying about you eating when you want, sharing what you want, doing what you want, when you want. And now that's over because now you're not the priority. Your child's the priority, especially a newborn because they have to eat when they have to eat. So I'm not saying you still can't shower or eat or do those things, but it's kind of going to revolve around your child's schedule more than it about your schedule. So... Mm-hmm. um. It's a huge learning curve. And I know it's different for everybody, but for me personally, the transition from zero to one child was so hard, like like just very intense and way harder than um, I ever could have imagined. And I know that's not how it is for everybody. Sometimes like one to two is way harder or two to three or, or et cetera, et cetera. And then I've heard that once you have your eighth kid, it doesn't even matter. yeah
1: (laughs) once you get there
0: (laughs) once you have eight kids it's like you have two kids because the oldest is like 16 so you got lots of help but
1: which reminds me i mean just random side note but a friend had encouraged me to read be fruitful and multiply it's like an older book um but just based off of continuing to have children biblically okay and um Maybe I'll update you guys when I've actually and when I'm actually done reading it and what my thoughts on it because having more children. I mean, yes, I want a couple more kids, but past that, I don't. I don't know. See, that's, uh, you know, that that's freaks really me out intense. because that is some so. dumber stuff. Okay. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. And also, so.
0: I don't know. I can't speak to that. Like like in a truthful way, but just in my opinion, yeah, people had used to have a crap ton of kids because they needed the farm hands. You know what I mean? (laughs) So now it's a little different. So I mean, hey, man, if you want to start growing your own food, do it. But um, if you have 12 kids, you're going to have to because you won't be able to afford groceries anymore. So
1: yeah. Well, and I guess this book talks about, you know, financial needs and things like that, or, you know, like kind of the point. Of, like, who's in charge of us having more kids? I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. The whole Duggar thing, for sure. That's why I'm very unsure about it. But I'm nervous. um, It's very, I, I guess, the other thing that I'm nervous about, it's not even just financials, but going along with this ebbs and flows, it's like when you become a mom. Uh, the world is on your shoulders because you're responsible for this human being. I'm not going to just put my kid on somebody else. Like the responsibility of the child is not on, you know, my oldest kid or on my husband. It's on me. And I feel like that weight is on me. So having more kids, it's like how much more weight <laughs> can you <laughs> Like handle? responsibility. Yeah. Um. And again, I think that that book talks about, you know, putting that on all on God and God can handle it and give you the strength but um yeah when you become a new mom it's not just that you're in charge of a a baby kind of like you know babysitting the difference between babysitting and nannying versus being a mom it's that huge responsibility that like it's up to you to make sure that this goes okay (laughs) it's up to you to make sure that the crying baby stops crying because no one else is going to do it for you I mean hubby can help but you know If I was rich
0: and I have a live-in nanny, I would have, like, 16 kids. Yeah. (laughs) Because I'd be like, oh, I get to sleep in and I can cook dinner without kids touching me. This is the best.
1: Yeah. You know, so. But still, uh, uh, my point is, yes, nannies can help with the whole crying situation. You're still responsible for making sure that all the decisions are made for those children, you know? And it's a big responsibility. I don't know if people who
0: have so. like six n- living nannies care. They're like, just keep them alive and I'll tell you when I want to see them.
1: Yeah, so. <laughs> I'll blame you if something <laughs> goes wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, that's really sad. But yeah, that's interesting. It's, it's also interesting too because like me, I have really bad health issues during pregnancy and after. And even now I'm one year and like four months postpartum and my thyroid issues have still not normalized. So it's just one of those things where like my family tells me you have to be done having kids soon because what if this is too hard on you and then who's going to take care of all your kids that you had when you die, you know, which is like right. really dramatic, but my family just cares about me, obviously. So right. um, So it's also one of those things where it's like, yeah, I want to have a lot of kids, but at the detriment of my own health, probably not because then that makes no sense because then I can't care for my children the way I'm supposed to be able to care for them. And so yeah. that's my issue with, like, the Duggars and stuff. Because they're like, hey, stop having kids. You're going to die. And she's like, nope, can't. So I'm like, right. okay. Oh, no. I see what you're doesn't saying. doesn't yeah. make any sense.
1: <laughs> so, oh, I know. I know. And that's why, you that know, specific I, am, instance, I am interested course,
0: in, in this. Yeah. I'm curious to see what but, yeah. you think when it comes out. But I'm scared of that book. And I'd, I'd you know. be interested to like have a side-by-side of like biblical backing because I think it's really yeah. easy to write a book and say it's biblical, but unless mm-hmm. you're like studying it in an unbiased way, right? then I don't know.
1: I mean, and there's lots of things that we don't follow that's in the Bible because of, you know, theology matters, law. you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, be fruitful and multiply. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm really interested to hear because... That doesn't necessarily mean you have kids until you die. So, yeah. I mean, we're, we're not made – I mean, we're made, but we're our genes are – what am I trying to say? We're, we're not the same humans that we used to be. I just think it's interesting because he didn't specify a number. And so right. saying
0: be fruitful and multiply could mean you could have one kid and then you did technically obey that commandment, right?
1: Yes, so. but also in you deciding to end – like it never talks in the Bible about like ending your seed, so like vasectomies and things like that. It's like, but then also I had asked my friend and I had said, well, what about like just na- natural family planning? Yeah, you know, she says that even natural family planning, you know, takes things into your own hands. So I don't know. Anyway, no, honestly, my whole point heaven with forbid. mentioning heaven that. Forbid. <laughs>
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's just one of those things where people are like, well, I don't pay my bills on time because God's going to take care of me. It's I and this is a personal argument I have against this. I this is not biblically backed, but it's also like I won't go get surgery to remove my appendix because God will take care of me. I'm sorry he gave people knowledge to create modern medicine to be able to save lives. So sure. Use a rusty knife to give yourself surgery or whatever in your backyard (laughs) or whatever but it's just I I don't know I'm not I'm I know I'm being dramatic but I just think some that mentality specifically gets me riled because if I use that mentality for everything I would yeah what that's insane I don't need to wear shoes ever because God's gonna protect my feet well what about when you step on glass dude you know I don't know so
1: no I like I like that point of view I I agree I mean I'm just interested in reading the book but book aside book aside all I, all I was saying b- before that was the responsibility of being a mom, like a new <laughs> mom, like every single time you have a mom, I have yeah. a baby. It's yeah. like yeah. your responsibility grows and that's all. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm all. sorry. I just, I I know you weren't,
0: I know you weren't <laughs> trying to argue me and I wasn't trying to argue you. I was just trying to argue. I haven't even
1: read the book yet. (laughs) I
0: know. I know. It's just like, because I have, I've grown up around a lot of families like that with a million children and they're like, we just have babies when God wants us to have babies. And I'm like, okay, but if you read anything that like the science, how long it takes for you to be in optimal health between each baby, it says three years. Do you know anybody who has their babies all three years apart who has 16 kids? No, you don't. And even my midwife, who's, like, she was a Christian and, like, super, my second midwife, and, like, super sweet. And she would literally beg people, wait at least a year. Because people wouldn't. And she's like, wait at least a year. Your body needs it. Your vagina (laughs) cannot handle it. Like, your body can't handle it. So, yeah. And I know people who are, like, pregnant at three months postpartum. And I'm like, "Okay, okay. Okay. So.
1: Well, sometimes it's an accident. <laughs> I know, but. I
0: know. And I'm not saying, I don't know. I'm not trying to judge people, but I also am judging them. So.
1: <laughs> well, and I think, you know, and I talked to my husband about it. I mean, he knows I'm going to read the book, but he he was like, you know what? Honestly, though, the biggest families like that I have experienced, and he makes a good point. These big families, they put a lot of the child rearing on the older children uh, to help. Yeah. Um, because mom's so tired. Yeah. And Lyle's like, we will stop before that happens because he's like, that's not healthy. That's not what our children's need. Children needs. Um. You know, there there's boundaries to that. Yeah. Our kids need their mom and dad to be active. Like, and he's like, I'm getting older. I want to be active. I want to be, you know, in their lives and, yeah. you yeah. know, be making an impact. And he says most of the big families he knows, the kids like aren't all saved and he says the smaller families he knows like the kids you know base the kids he knows are just healthier have healthier relationships with God and because uh, their
0: families can be like more intimate almost yeah because they're in more intimate size
1: and you're yeah and you're feeding into each child like you're really you know saying okay what does this person need let me spend the time Yeah, you have a bigger family you don't have as much time so um Yeah, so, I mean, I think he made a a good point, too, and so I'm interested to see what comes from it, but... Yeah,
0: you'll have to tell me, because I'd be curious to read it. Because it makes me so mad, that tells me that there's something I need to learn about it. Do you know what I mean? Whenever I get riled up about something, I'm like, okay, you're angry? Why? Dig a little deeper. Yeah. (laughs) So, um... Yeah, I'd be curious yeah. because maybe I'd have to read it too. Except for I I honestly don't think my body and health can handle like 12 children. No. But, but yeah. anyways, let's get back on track with what yeah, your whole let's. point was. Your whole point was, I forget. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, my whole point was just... The responsibility is motherhood. I mean, it's your job to take care of these kids day in and day out. And imagine having 12 kids that it's your responsibility. I mean, I know God would provide strength to do that. But, ooh, I just remember becoming a mom the first time and then even, you know, second and third time. And it's like, it kind of adds to that, wow, this is a big responsibility. That yeah. was my point, you know. Yeah, and it really does. Yeah it's a lot like the weight sometimes like on bad days it's like oh the weight of the world is on my shoulders you know so yeah oh man
0: and I think that kind of leads into our for what our second point was which is learning to be flexible in ways that you didn't know you'd have to be so with the ebbs and flows of motherhood uh, it's It's, we've talked about this before, but it's one of those things where, like, our motto is never say never in motherhood because I remember having this, like, very clear picture of how I would discipline, how certain routines would look like, and how, like, we wouldn't have certain routines and, um... You know, how my kid wouldn't wear this or play with this toy or watch this show or even watch TV or this or that or ever have, you know, snacks, certain snacks and whatever. And you just learn to get flexible because I at least I started out mothering like very rigid just in how I mothered, how other people were like with my children and what they could and couldn't get them or, you know, just things like that. And Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I've gotten a lot more flexible because I realize like the grand scheme of things. And Do I love it when my parents or, you know, my grandparents give my kids sugary stuff? No, I don't like it. I limit it because I'm allowed to set limit, like, boundaries. But my boundaries were once too rigid, in my opinion, to the point where no one was having fun. And I remember when I was a kid, my grandparents, like, spoiling me with, like, little toys and little treats. And it was so special. And I'm very close with my grandparents to this day. So it's just I don't want to keep my children from that bond because I want to have like rigid control over everything that goes in yeah. their mouth <laughs> 24-7, you know, yeah. even though I do. But I, I, I do become more lenient within reason because it was just making problems that I had to worry about that I didn't need to make. I made the o- yeah. I made the problem. If I didn't make the issue in the first place, it wouldn't ever had to be a problem, you know. So right. that was just an example of something, but. Yeah, yeah. Learning to be I think flexible.
1: what I I think what I think about with flexibility, I kind of think of the words like letting go. Kind of like what you were talking about, you know, letting go with all these expectations or letting go with this rigidness. Um I mean, especially with boys, it's like I don't know, I kind of figured, okay, if I treat them nicely they'll treat me nicely these you know if i give a schedule we'll follow the schedule and with boys it's a little out of control and wild but um i've you know they'll climb trees and jump out of them and you know and it's (laughs) it's like oh my gosh you know and there's (laughs) There's so much that happens within a day um, like my oldest one will put my youngest one in a chokehold and I'm over here freaking out like oh my gosh he's going to kill him like he's going to break his neck and then he throws him on the floor and then my youngest laughs and goes let's do that again you know and so it's just like constant heart attacks but letting go like knowing that God is protecting my children and just kind of like okay figuring out how to let go, like how to not have that anxiety, how to, you know, pray through certain moments and, um, what to direct and what not to direct, you know, and it is a journey. Yeah. It is is definitely a journey. And I think it gets easy. I, I, I'm, 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 it doesn't get easier. It just, it gets different. Changes. Yes. It (laughs) changes. Right. Like I think new motherhood, it's like, you're discovering this new thing. It's really difficult. They can't talk to you. Oh, my gosh. You know, like, yeah. what do I do sometimes? But then as they get older, it's like, okay, they can talk back. And so that part gets easier. But then the problems become bigger. you In, know? in, a, in a different <laughs> way. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: it's interesting yeah. because, like, um, to piggyback off, off the tree climbing thing that you said, yeah. I, I consider myself to be, like, a pretty chill mom. And it's funny because I've had people say to me straight up, like, you don't have enough rules. And I'm like, yeah. I don't have enough rules. How about I have <laughs> rules where it matters? You know, like I, yeah. I it, because of what my expectation is for my children and our family as a unit and what Luke and I have decided, what's the end goal and how we're going to get there mm-hmm. together It's not very traditional because it's not how our grandparents would have done it. And maybe not even how our parents would have done it, you know, Um, because we want to do things differently. We don't want to, you know, raise our children fear based and things like that. But anyways, um, I straight up sometimes take my kids to the park with no shoes we're just not we're just not wearing shoes why not (laughs) even like me not wearing shoes and people will like judge and they're like they're probably homeless i don't even know what they think but and just the stuff i let my kids do but i only intervene when it's dangerous (laughs) you know what i mean who am i to say how they can and cannot play if they're safe um and a lot of people don't like that but i just kind of let my kids be kids where it's where it's reasonable. So like if we're at someone's house and they wanted to climb on their kitchen table and jump off of it, no, I'm probably not going to let them do that because they're not allowed to do that at home, but I'll let them jump off a picnic table at the park. (laughs) So yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, I kind of pick and choose my battles and I do have rules, but there rules that work for us because I don't want to spend my whole life saying, no, stop, don't, no, no, stop, please yeah. stop. Because I already do that anyways with the small yeah. amount of rules that I do. <laughs> so yeah. it's just, yeah, it's, it's interesting. But I do think, I agree with you that it gets easier in ways and it gets harder in ways. And I think that's how yeah. it always will be. And even like to go into our next topic a little bit, the fact that You know, you start your day, you have a lovely morning. You're like, wow, A-plus morning. This is the morning I (laughs) dream of, right? And then breakfast is done. Like the other day, we had breakfast. I read poems to them while we had breakfast. And that's like my dream morning where we sit, we read the Bible together, we have breakfast, and I read Mm -hmm. poems, and then we go into, like, open playtime. And this is in my make-believe fairyland schedule, right? And so I do try to do it, (laughs) but it doesn't always happen. And then, you know... It, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into like what could happen because I don't want to make my children sound bad or talk about them in a way that you know isn't honoring. But basically, something bad happens and then I lose my patience, even though I just had these magical patience for this one time. And then we we go do open play and it's good for like three minutes and then it gets really bad because of fighting or not sharing or this or that. And then I have to remove someone from the situation and whatever anyways and then we'll have a lovely afternoon but there'll be you know a bad hour like a really bad hour and there'll be lots of apologizing to everybody me and them and working through things and me hiding in closets to calm down or whatever you know and then we have a really lovely evening and then bedtime's hard or then they finally go to bed and it's nice. So it's just like one of those things where it even ebbs and flows through the day. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because I don't I don't like to say like today was a good day, today was a bad day because there's always good and bad parts. Right. I don't think there's ever a day where I'm yep. like wow, Everything went 100% peachy keen today. No issues. Everybody acted right. I never lost my patience. I responded perfectly every time. They responded perfectly every time. It's not going to happen. It's just like, yeah. I mean, I just don't. I Maybe it does, but I just think it's um, unrealistic to look at it as, as like a whole, your day is like a whole good or bad. I think yeah. you have to learn to ride the ebbs and flows and to work on you as a person And I think it's so interesting how I was, I was talking to my friend the other day, her child is like nine. And she was saying, you know, like she has really big emotional responses because they're going through some big transitions. And I said to her, what if our parents took the time to teach us how to handle our emotions in hard situations from a young age so that we wouldn't have to be learning now alongside of our children? Like, what would that have looked like? And so I just like encourage you that if you're doing the work to, you know, be with calm with your child, not all the time. None of us are calm all the time. I mean, I just highly doubt it. And you're putting in the work to help your child figure out, okay, this is the emotion you're feeling. This is the proper way to handle that. This is an unacceptable way to handle that. And being able to kind of get their little brains turning. So this is what this... What this feeling is, these are proper ways that I are reasonable in handling this, like kicking my sibling in the face isn't one of those, you know, and kind of just like (laughs) giving them tools to like work through it at a younger age. And as they grow, we won't always be perfect at that. I'm not always great at that, but I really do try a lot of the time. Um, yeah, because I'm still learning that now how to handle certain emotions without reacting in the wrong way. And I'm 25. I should, I feel like I shouldn't still be learning, but if I'm still learning, holy cow, they just learned, you know, they just learned eat like even to having emotions at all. So it's just, um, I think it's so wonderful how Kids are the perfect depiction of God's grace because we will fight with them. And then the next moment, they'll just come sit in your lap and snuggle you because they already forgive you. They love you just the same. They don't hold a grudge and hate you. They forgive you basically instantaneous. I mean, sometimes it takes a little longer, but pretty fast. They just forgive you. You're still their mom. You're still their dad and they love you. You're their safe place and you're their person. And it's just so wild because it's just like, holy cow, just think of God like in heaven and us being like, I want to do this. And he's like, I said no. And we're like, I want to. And he's like, I said no. And we're like, well, I'm still going to try. And he's like, okay, well, then there's going to be a repercussion. But I said no. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to learn the hard way. And then we're like, that sucks. I should have just listened. And he's like, yeah, I know, but I'm still here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm still here for next time. We'll do it yeah. again tomorrow. So it's just like a really... um is a really cool thing. A hard thing but a cool thing, you know. Yeah. So
1: everything you said was so beautiful because I yeah, motherhood pushes you past what you thought you were. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean even I think even if we were preparing our reactions, we would still be preparing today every single new age in in a childhood journey is is going to push you even farther. Um, and basically get on your knees harder and more often because of, I didn't know I was going to have to deal with this, you know? Yeah. And I mean, thankfully we have God to, you know, to be there because I don't know what else I would do if I was just relying on myself. I'd be, I'd fail. And I, I know I remember like earlier in motherhood, it's like I had a huge, like I had a hard, hard time not sitting in those moments and not being able to forget. I mean, I don't know if forgives the right word in, in those instances, but just being like, we've had a bad day because of one moment and not being able to work through it. And I remember praying about that. Like, let me not make these moments in our day ruin our whole day. Help me. And maybe forgive is the the right word. Help me forgive you know him he doesn't know what he's doing you know like he's just a child yeah and so yeah and then really learning how to move past those bad moments to having a good day you know even if there was a bad moment so definitely resonate with everything that you said because it's just like yes it doesn't you don't ever reach a point in motherhood I mean at least I haven't reached the point in motherhood where a day goes like completely 100% smoothly and you just kind of rely on on God to like get you through, help you forgive, get past those moments, not sit in those moments. I think it's really easy, especially as a new mom, to to sit because then you think, what am I doing wrong? And you're not doing anything wrong, you know? And I think you learn that along the way. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I agree. And I, I have... I saw, I follow someone on Instagram that I really enjoy following. Um, Her name is Hannah Olivia Way, like W-A-Y, if you want to look at Mm -hmm. her stuff. That's just, I just like her in general. But she shared this thing, she has four kids, and she shared this thing that she does with her kids where if they start their day and, you know, it's going really good, but then it gets really bad and she loses her temper and they lose their temper and they're fighting and whatever and it gets ugly... She comes to her kids and she asks for forgiveness. And then she says, can we restart today? Let's do a restart, like a redo. Yeah, I love that. And so even if it's the middle of the day, they'll be like, okay, we're starting again. And then it's like, okay, good morning, fresh start. Everything's forgotten and forgiven. And now we're going to start again. We're going to give this another try. And I really like the idea of being able to be like, it's never going to be perfect. We're always going to have to say we're sorry. (laughs) And they yes. are too. And I think saying apologizing as a parent is just so important. But um, yeah, just being able to be like, okay, this morning, not good. It was a stinker. Let's try again. This is, let's do a redo. We'll all start fresh. And we don't have to say this was a bad day because we're starting fresh now. And it's going to be a great one yeah. from once we start again. So I just think that is like a really cool like mentality and... I don't know. I I, I also wanted to mention really fast the fact that like having kids is just one of the best things you can do for growth, for personal growth. I am just amazed at who I was and what I cared about three and a half years ago, four years ago, whatever, you know, right? Versus who I am now. I feel like an entirely different person. I feel like I've lived a lifetime since then. Because, like, I my beliefs have changed. My priorities have changed. Things I used to do that I don't do at all anymore, like, has changed. Even, mm-hmm. like, the way I dress, the way I speak, the way I think. And I'm just like, holy cow. Like, what a what a blessing it is to get to be a mother and also get to grow in such, like, tremendous ways that we couldn't do without our children. You know? Yeah. I just think it's really cool. And so... I don't know. Yeah. I just wanted to mention that because something you said reminded me of that. And I thought that was important to mention just what, a yeah, I agree the ebbs and flows of a, like being a person, like being, becoming a mother and who we f- ebb and flow as like a person entirely is cool and continue to do yeah. as we raise our children, you know, cause, um, you knew me like a little bit before I had Roland, not a ton. Like we yeah. started being friends more after. So, but even from then, from now, you know, I'm sure you can, see that I also oh, yeah. I was I also had rolling when I was 21 and I'm 25 now so you know 21 to 25 is like some growing up time I understand but
1: yeah yeah well and all the older moms are saying you know whenever someone whenever a younger mom says something the older mom is smiling and nodding and being like oh she'll learn <laughs> yeah <laughs> you yeah, know yeah and I know moms did that to me because it's like you do have to learn on your own. You do have to learn through your own family experiences. Every family is going to look a little bit different. Of course. But there's certain things that are said or done that you're like, that will change. She'll learn, you know. And I know, like, specifically, like, my cousin has been in that s- position for with me because she had kids a, a, a long time before me. And I remember just thinking, "Ugh, my kids are never going to act that way. Or, you yeah. know, me trying to give her advice, like me not having kids, you know, yeah, it's like, like what
0: in the world?
1: Then she and she was just nice. She was just like, OK. And then I get to go back to her years later and be like, I am so sorry for the things that I said in my brain, the things that I said out loud, you know, the these different things she's like yeah you just have to learn you know that's just motherhood you just learn and also how wonderful is it that
0: people like love us enough to hold their tongue that shows like a lot i that's like i i think the wisest person in the world knows how to keep their mouth shut and that's something i envy so much and hope to grow to be because okay this is like a weird thing to say maybe but like luke Luke is the master at holding his tongue. He mm-hmm. never says anything, like, quick to anger that, like, is hurts my feelings or digs at me. I totally dig at him and stuff, you know? And he just right. holds his tongue. And it used to frustrate me because I'm like, say something if you're mad, you know? Like, say right. something. Like, I'm trying to hurt you. Why are you not saying anything? And he just wouldn't. And I'm just like, what?! <laughs> You can do yeah. that. You can hold your tongue, you know? And I just, I know yeah. he's a dad, so it's not a good example. But I have known, like, women to be like that. Like, like older women. Not like old, old, yeah. but even, like, women in their 40s and stuff or, or maybe younger. And yeah. just, man, what if someone, the smartest people in the world can hold their tongue? And I just think that yeah. the people who care about you that hold your tongue in those seasons, that's really a lovely thing. Yeah. So, um, the last it, thing yeah, I, I kind of wanted to go over is the fact that what we do is important and i have started doing this little thing which people are probably going to think is weird but it's almost like a mantra kind of thing because you know every day you're like i'm cleaning the counters again i'm sweeping under the table again i'm doing a load of laundry again i'm changing a diaper again i'm wiping a nose again you know and you are kind of just like this is so boring and I'm doing the same stuff and I'm tired of doing the same stuff and
1: mundane it's mundane thank you
0: that's the word I was looking for mundane and I started to do this thing where when I'm doing something that I'm like I don't want to wipe off the kitchen counters again I wiped them off yesterday how are they so dirty again today okay and then I'm just like I tell myself this is important because you're like no one's going to notice or care if i wipe off the table. If people are going to come here and think what does this woman even do all day, right? and so right. every time i do a task, i say this is important. if i'm if i'm leaving dishes on the table because my kid asked me to read a book, that's important. they they wanted me to read a book, that's important, you know? if i need to do another load of laundry, that's important. those are ways that i and all of us serve our family. And I know a lot of people say, like, motherhood is a thankless job, but I just wanted to say that it's not. That's not true. That is a way that people steal our joy as mothers. And it's it may seem thankless because, like, I'm sure not every day your husband comes home and is like, wow, I noticed you wiped off the table today. Thank you for that. But that's probably not happening. I mean, I'm sure it does sometimes. and Or maybe it does happen all the time, and that's really nice. But, um... It tends to seem thankless because you're doing everything for tiny people all day long and also like things for your husband as well or your spouse. Um, And it seems very thankless and mundane, but you have to look at the grand scheme. Like I'm doing all these things that are actually very important in this puzzle of my family if you weren't doing them, who would be? And what would that look like? It would be bad. <laughs> so yeah. they are so important. And, you know, it's it's not about like, I have to keep my k- kitchen clean every day because that's important. Like, no, like it has to happen. It is important for, you know, having a clean kitchen to cook in or whatever. But it's really important in the grand scheme of like the way you're serving your family To help them grow as people and just kind of, I don't know. It's just like being a mom is so important. Everything we do is so important. Whether you stay home, whether you go to work, whatever you do, either way, we still do most of the same stuff with the cleaning and the cooking and the taking care of the babies and the rearing of them and things like that. It's just, it's very, very important. (laughs)
1: Yeah, our, yeah, we we are yeah. What we do, we feel underappreciated, but we are appreciated. I mean, I know I've suggested this book before, but A Woman After God's Own Heart. I just she does such a good job at just kind of saying what the joys in in being a woman and having a woman role is. You know, in our society, like what we can do for our families. You know, I just and even if we feel underappreciated we are appreciated and we're needed you know that we we are important and um, I mean just me personally it's really encouraging to see Angela's reaction you know as a a girl growing up she wants to be a mom when she grows up like I I overheard her talking to Lael and Lael's like what do you want to do when you grow up because you're so smart because she was showing him all the schoolwork she does And um, she said, Oh, you know, I want to be a mom. And he's like, you want to be a mom? You don't want to, you know, do a a job? You're so smart. And she's like, no, a mom. And, and he's like, Oh, okay. And she's like, I'm going to have two kids. And, you know, she has this all planned out. And he's like, well, who's going to be the dad? And she says, well you you know because she's in love with her daddy right now Yeah. but you know and it's so cute but at the same time it's like just her positive attitude that oh mom stays home with us mom does everything for us this is a positive thing she wants to be a mom and then you know and then just her attitude surrounding chores it's like oh mom I want to help with that oh mom I want to do that and it's definitely not my attitude when it comes to chores or these mundane things, but to see it through her eyes that, oh, this is so exciting. I get to feed the dogs again today. Oh, this is so exciting. We get to do the dishes again today. And I mean, Angela is a unique child, but <laughs> you know she's happy about everything. But just having that in my life reminds me every day. And I thank God for that reminder because I am so like is this what I'm supposed to be doing with my life some days you know when when the yeah, days have kind we of all, you know ebbed low so. we all have those days though yeah yeah so it's so good just to have that little Angela reminder mom's doing a good job and the reason I know mom's doing a good job is because she's still happy to do she still wants to be a mom and she's still happy to do the chores that I ask her to yeah. do and help me with you know yeah. so.
0: and I also like I also like to think what do I want to be remembered for, you know? And I'm not saying, like, in the world, you know? But by my children, what do I want to be remembered for, you know? And I want to be remembered for, you know, like, tasty home-cooked meals and fun holiday things and dances in the kitchen and you know, jumping on the trampoline with them and, you know, tickle fights and, you know, playing hide and seek. And also I like to scare my children a lot, like jump out behind stuff. I think it's really funny. (laughs) Yeah. So I, and I remember my dad doing that with me. So it's just like one of those things where it's like at the end of the day, I, I know what I want to be remembered for. And that means that I stay home with them, you know, so that they can have this picture in their mind and it's a sacrifice I'm not going to say it's not, (laughs) but at the end of the day, this is what I want to do. And this is, you know, it's just, it's a really a beautiful thing. Even if you're like some billionaire, are you really going to be remembered well in a hundred years? No, no one's going to remember you, you know? I mean, it's very unlikely. So... I guess we just have to stem down to, like, what's important and what's truly important, in my opinion, is your family culture yeah. over, like, long-term generations. So, mm-hmm. and you start that now with your kids. So, I yeah. just think... So good. Yeah, yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't even know how to that. That's end a good that. reminder even for me. That's even just a good reminder for me today. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, my mom died when I was younger. So, I think, like, a lot of, you know, becoming a mom is, like, this new thing to me. I'm always like, what am I supposed to do? What does my mom do? What did my stepmom do? Like, it's yeah. like a constant, like they're completely different people. So yeah, yeah. it's like the battle between what do I want my kids to have growing up? You know, it's like a constant thing. And then I think I get stuck in this. Well, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> like I just, you know, what's, what's my legacy though. And I think that is definitely, there is something to say to having, not just having a, a an immaculate house but having a clean house and having a welcoming atmosphere and having you know meals cooked and positive attitude I mean those things are just little things that make a difference and I remember those growing up you know so
0: yeah and I do think at the end of the day like a lot of the time we don't actually want to be like our moms (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> because I grew up with a mom and a stepmom and I want to be my own person entirely you know not right. that I didn't not that they didn't do a good job or that I didn't love them or have fond memories I do but I just want to be me you know and um, yeah. and and be that for my kids so
1: yeah I think that there are just universal traits of what a good mom is though you know like just overall basic I feel loved you know favorite, food memories you know or whatever like I feel like there's a universal sort of yeah you know that we could take away
0: so I I said this to my mom the other day my mom was visiting and I said everybody thinks that to be a good parent you need to buy your kids all the stuff and give them all the experiences and you know just just like I, I don't know and I I told her you know what really matters to me, like what really mattered is knowing my parents loved me and I did and I do. And I know that right now, if I called my parents, any of them, and I said, I need you right now for this reason or whatever, or they would be there. You know, I'm not saying that that would happen, but I'm just saying like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if their shoes are new or if they have a new car or the latest this, or if your house is big and fancy or you're food is the fanciest maybe you eat mac and cheese and hot dogs and that is totally fine but what really matters is knowing your parent loves you accepts you and wants to be around you and i just think yeah that i don't know i my parents didn't do everything perfect there's lots of stuff that i wish could have been different but i know i'm loved and that's yeah. all that truly so matters so if you are loving your child I don't know. I'm not saying you should like beat them, obviously. But I'm saying if you're trying as hard (laughs) as you can to do all things right, you're not going to be able to. You're going to mess up. We all do. But if you are loving them well, that's what matters. That's what matters.
1: I think the episode should end there because that's perfect. (laughs) I think that that's really perfect. I think that's the point of everything. Okay. Oh Well, great. I Yeah. I hope
0: you guys enjoyed this episode then. Ebbs and flows and just kind of Alexa and I getting to kind of share our heart on that topic and our experiences. And we will talk to you guys soon and go get Hello Motherhood. Let us know what you think. We're so excited for you guys to get your copy of that and share it with others. And we'll talk to you guys soon.
1: See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can contact us at momsoutloudpodcast at gmail.com with questions, topic ideas, and collaborations. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Moms Out Loud. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.